Welcome back to Return to Oz Minute, where we analyze, scrutinize, and use a chicken as a pillow one minute at a time in the 1985 Disney film Return to Oz. I don't know if that quite fit the format that Movies by Minutes <laughs> podcasts often use, but I felt like it was an important point. Close enough. Yeah. I'm Tierney Steele. And I'm Mike Carlucci. And we're still joined by our special guest, Sean German. Thank you, Mike. Thank you, Tierney. Glad to be back. Welcome back. We stole you back for another day of flying through the air. Yeah, it's uh, really comfortable on this couch. Yeah. Yeah. I mean... <laughs> We felt an obligation to have comfortable sofas since, you know, we named our listener group after them. Exactly. Um, today we're going to talk about Minute 61, which starts with the Gump informing them <laughs> he couldn't turn if he wanted to, so it's a good thing they want to keep flying straight. And it ends 60 seconds later with Mombi talking to a ghost? Shrug emoji? <laughs> um, <laughs> we, uh, we've kind of kept... we. We had the policy that we were not worried about spoilers, talk about what you want, but there was one thing that we kept under wraps, and it is that the ghost is a girl named Ozma. Mm-hmm. And so far she looks like a little blur, but that's all right. Um, before we get to the big reveal and plot advancement, we have a little bit more time on the gump, on the flying <laughs> sofa, and everyone decides to take a little rest, except for the gump, he's still working. Yeah. And yeah, Dorothy uses Belina as a pillow, which I adore. <laughs> I mean, Belina doesn't seem to mind, but I just, I, I really like that. <laughs> well, she did also use Belina as a handkerchief. So Belina is really a, like, she, she's, she's one of those neck pillows. She's, um, you know, little, Belina is what you would take on a plane with you, I guess, essentially. Yeah! <laughs> all yes, all you need is Belina. Yeah. Belina's all you need. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. And um, I wanted, before we leave him, to take a little time to talk about the Gump himself, who is being so amazing, uh, because the person who is credited... So I mentioned, this is one of those characters that has multiple credits Mm -hmm. for the people creating them. And the voice of the Gump is Lyle Conway, but he's also credited for Return to Oz as Mechanical Characters Costume Design Supervisor. So he oh. came out of the Jim Henson Studios. He's a big Muppet guy. Ah. Um, so he is a creator of that. He's also a sculptor, painter, creature effects designer. Uh, he did some animatronic stuff. He uh, actually, if you look in the Muppet Wiki, which is, a well, uh, first of all, the picture on the Muppet wiki is from when he was working on Dark Crystal. And the beard, the denim shirt jacket, it is all happening. It is all wonderful. <laughs> Again, I, I know I tell you, like, go look at these things. This guy has the most perfect movies by minutes behind the scenes look. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, he started in the Muppet workshop. He did a lot with them. He did Dark Crystal. He did Return to Oz. Um <laughs> Which, I mean, Return to Oz wasn't a Muppet one, but there's so much crossover. And then he did strike out on his own. He did some freelance stuff, his own uh, his own work, creating and sculpting. He was involved in Little Shop of Horrors, doing the design for the new Audrey. Uh, that actually earned him an Academy Award nomination. Oh. 
and visual effects. Nice. And Whoa. on uh, on Facebook, there is a Lyle Conway appreciation page that came up, which I found adorable. <laughs> and they post, you know, interviews and information and pictures and stuff. So, I mean, it's great. Oh, my God. I love. Sorry. There's a picture of someone posing with his Kraken sculpture, and it's fantastic. So yeah, he's definitely a great guy to investigate. Most of what's so great investigating is like very technical, the behind the scenes, the visual effects, the art department, all that stuff. He does a great voice in this movie. Like the Gump is fantastic. He's not just reading lines off a page. You know, it's not like, oh, we couldn't get anyone to do the voice of the Gump. So Lyle, do you mind reading this? Like he's great. Oh yeah, it definitely gives, you know, Gives the character life. No no pun intended. <laughs> yeah, I, I would have assumed he was a he was a voice actor. Nope. Uh this is actually his only voice acting credit. Uh under actor. Two credits. <laughs> nineteen eighty-five, Return to Oz Gump Voice. And then nineteen ninety-eight he played Reichhart, I don't know who that is, in the movie Blade. And that so is exciting. probably only amusing to Mike and I, but Blade has been kind of an inside joke amongst our group of friends for many years now. Um, I have not actually seen them. I just know so much about Blade from making references to it and following Wesley Snipes on Twitter. So, um, yeah, and staring at a poster for Blade 2 for many, many years. Um, so, I, so Walter Murch... Uh, Offered him the job, and he, he said, "You want me to voice the Gump for, for you?" you? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Sean. It's it, it it was gonna happen as soon as I saw that, and I also love that I was like, I can't wait to like blow Mike's mind. So he's like, "Is it about Blade?" <laughs> and I assumed you were also looking at his IMDb page. But no, no, you just guessed that if I was gonna get you, it was gonna be. <laughs> I mean, that it's a you know if, if he were in Star Wars or you know he actually played like you know the stunt double of you know Kevin McAllister. I don't know how. <laughs> <laughs> that would be interesting. Uh, you know, actually, that one would have really surprised me. But just oh, I can't believe this. He only has one other acting credit. Like, just, <laughs> Could only be better like, if it's, it had been played too. It's like it's tyranny. <laughs> oh, Matt! Imagine if he had played the the vamp lead vampire in Blade Two, or the uh, no, because it's not the vampire. It's the uh, oh yeah, no, it is the vampire because they want him Blade to hunt someone else for them. Yeah. I've, again, I've never seen this movie. I haven't even watched the trailer. I have only seen you and Chris reenact. <laughs> Oh jeez, we haven't even made you watch the trailer. It myself, <laughs> I mean, I feel like I've seen the trailer, but technically no. I've seen the trailer probably enough times that it's as long as the movie. <laughs> and then I've seen Blade Two. I didn't see Blade One or the Blade Blade Three with uh, I think Ryan Reynolds. I that sounds right. I sense a movie marathon coming up. <laughs> Blade Minute. <laughs> Oh my god. Actually, no, we should do that so we'd finally actually see the movie. <laughs> okay. Alright. I'd like to be on Blade Blade 2 minutes. I only I only care about the one minute. <laughs> that's 
that's the only one. We're claiming just that one just minute. Just that one. <laughs> Someone else can have the franchise, but if we don't guess on that minute, like, the gauntlet's been thrown down. No, I, I know I would do Blade 1. I need to figure out who this character is and, like, what his role is. And I also, like, what are the odds? Those are the only two acting credits. <laughs> Everything else is behind the scenes. And he, I mean, he's phenomenal behind the scenes. I mean, you look at this and it's it's great work, but I'm just like, man, I have to see Reichardt now. <laughs> um so i'm i'm so sorry sean it's it just, yeah it happens. oh no i understand and the one they actually have it on the um on the uh, lyle conway appreciation page on facebook there is a picture of him from blade as uh, as a vampire oh, nice. so if you want to see lyle conway as a vampire you should uh, check out his appreciation page <laughs> Ooh, that's a look I uh I kind of prefer the uh the seventy well it's not seventies these pictures were and these movies were made in the eighties but for some reason anything anyone that looks like they could be hanging out in the you know hangers of ILM seventies <laughs> yeah it's automatic for me it's a very seventies um, look the, the the beard and the denim and yeah yeah I don't know it was a fun time um. <laughs> So, so that's Lyle Conway. Right. Lyle Conway minute. <laughs> I I feel like anyone who came here looking for Lyle Conway is just like, you've got to be kidding me. That's the credit they talked about. <laughs> <laughs> like, look, that's something to us. Um, and yeah, so after they're any anything else for while they're flying through the air. Um, well, I, I like the the uh, it's early in the minute. Maybe the opening line from Belina, where she's just like. Why don't we just fly back to Kansas? <laughs> She's just, <laughs> oh, you know, the, right. the sassy chicken. Yeah. Why don't we just fly back to Kansas? Yeah, it's <laughs> These guys can come live on the farm. There's plenty of room. Yeah. <laughs> and then uh and then well, Dorothy has some lines that I thought were were strange. So she's like uh whatever happens, I'm awfully sleepy right now. Mm-hmm. I just thought that was a a, you know, just to, I guess I mean I, I take the meaning I understand you know it's just you know she's not worried about all the other things that are going on where they're running from or or where they're heading to you know she's tired yeah. but just like the way she says that yeah mm-hmm. well and then al- and then also the nice little quip uh, how she's she's glad to have her own head to be sleeping with yeah yeah <laughs> thought that was Dorothy's nice. getting in on the head jokes yeah well not really jokes but you know what I mean we we've, we've had a lot of fun with. This switching with, heads with, villainous. With the head thing. Yeah, she's like, yeah, I'm just glad yeah. to have my own head to be sleeping with. Yeah, and then uh, and then yeah. there's Jack with the uh, goodnight, Mom, which is, you know, <sighs> sweet Jack. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Jack is, that's why I think, like, even if Mom B had tried to recruit him, I don't see that relationship lasting very long. No. He'd be, t- he'd be like, can I call you Mom? And she'd be like, this was a mistake. <laughs> So interestingly, the script uh, continues after Dorothy gets her own head joke in. Really? With with a yeah. So we had the stairway conversation between Jack and TikTok that was not in the script, and now we have another another conversation, which I'll just uh, I'll just reenact it a little bit because it's it's weird. <laughs> Jack, if you want to sleep, I'll be glad to watch over all of you. I never need to rest, since I am not made of flesh. TikTok. I am not even alive. So I need it less than you. I can watch over her. Jack. But your clockwork can run down. That seems like sleep to me. 
TikTok, I'm completely wound up. Besides, a pumpkin. And then Belina interjects with quiet. (laughs) 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 That is great. I, I wonder if the staircase scene came because they wanted to establish that dynamic earlier. And then once they got to this, they're like, well, we don't need that. Any, you know, we've yeah. already established that they're always trying to one-up each other. Right. And TikTok is, you know, a patented clockwork mechanical man designed to work perfectly for a thousand years. And Jack is a pile <laughs> of garbage <laughs> that was brought to life like 10 minutes ago. But he's aware he doesn't need sleep. I mean, does that mean he was awake the whole time in that room just sitting there in silence? Yes. Nothing but, oh my god, this is the most depressing <laughs> movie ever. Well, no, no. <laughs> we still have the theory that um, some of those busts of, you know, Caesar yes. and, and friends are alive. They didn't talk on camera, but they were talking to Jack the whole time. There okay. You go. So he did have company. Go. All right. And they that's filled him that. in on the history. Oh. oh, that's how he knew. Because remember, I was like, how does he know all this that happened? And I, I like that. Yeah. explains it all i like that a lot all coming together now i do love it i i feel it a little bit weird like i don't want to hear jack use the word flesh (laughs) i don't know if it's star wars minute that has ruined that forever for me but i'm i'm okay with not being able to hear that in my head in his voice well then it's it's a weird scene in terms of you've got two protagonists arguing over who is less alive (laughs) <laughs> which is an unusual discussion to have for a children's film. <laughs> and yet would have fit yeah. perfectly and in with somehow. this movie. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. I just, I love it so much. It's so weird. It's, oh, it's great. Um, I've gotten into that in the never ending minute, which is doing this for the never ending story. Mm-hmm. And there have just been minutes where I'm like, can we all just sit back and like, worry that I was permanently like scarred by seeing this as a three-year-old but yeah we we, uh I I like the note as much as I love that argument I also like the sweetness that it ends with here like this is just so I mean I I was saying last minute like okay we're catching our breath after all the excitement and this is really just like everyone just take a nap (laughs) You got through yeah. that adventure. Everyone put their put your head down on your desk. If you fall asleep, that's fine. If you're not sleeping, that's just be quiet. <laughs> yeah, the, there is a little bit, um, it, and it's right like in the middle of the minute, around like second 30, which would be the middle. Um, but it's one of those things where the scene entirely depends on the music. So the way we have it here, it's it's the it's the part of the minute where Jack is looking over um, Dorothy as she drifts off to sleep on her chicken pillow, and she whispers "Goodnight, Mom." <laughs> and so the the music, it's very soft violins. It's you know it's it's relaxing. It's it's night. Everyone's sleepy, going to sleep. Um, kind of comforting, sleepy music, um, and it kind of fits in with what we're supposed to be feeling for, we know Jack looking longly appreciatively at Dorothy and, you know, he's going to stay awake and protect her as she sleeps. But you could just as easily, you put horror movie music 
and you've got, you know, you've got this ghastly pumpkin head hovering over this sleeping child. Like, this scene could be, like, complete horror. Good night, Mom. Yeah, exactly. You you change the music, you change the tone of voice, and, like, suddenly this, you know, this heartwarming children's tale turns into, you know, this awful slasher flick <laughs> without changing anything that you see for those few seconds. The music is important. Yeah. That's why I keep giving David Shire his shout yep. outs. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's interesting that you bring that up because I've, uh, so I've got, got open here. Variety reported on March 2nd, still in the year 2017 for distant future listeners. <laughs> New Line Entertainment is in early development of a horror film set in the Wizard of Oz universe. I feel like so that, interesting. Vic, uh, was it Victoria the Laguna, or who's not Laguna anymore? But you know, <laughs> Cassandra Fredrickson, who was super into horror movies, because I feel like they just lost their minds knowing that. Yeah, so they they've begun uh, a horror adaptation of The Wizard of Oz. So they, I, I don't know if any of them had played American McGee's Alice, but yeah, it's not like it's hard. No, but see, I still want it to be a musical. Oh, yeah. I want it to be a horror <laughs> musical. <laughs> yes, of course. Oh. Well, what was the Johnny Depp one where he's the barber? Uh, uh, Sweeney uh, Todd. The, the thing. Yeah. Oh, there we go. Oh, my gosh. Yep. <laughs> I, I, it yeah, can be done. It can be done. So a musical um, horror set in the land of Oz. <laughs> what could go wrong for our nightmares? <laughs> Oh, they do those, uh, people do the, 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 I don't, I don't know if it's a cover, I don't, it's not, they're not covers, but they just adjust the song from, like, major key to minor mm-hmm. key. Yep. What if you adjusted, like, the Munchkin song? I assume the Munchkins are in a major key, because it sounds happy. Yeah. Oh my Like, adjust God. them to the minor key. We're off to see the wizard, and oh, ding dong, the witch is dead. man. That would be so creepy. And especially that song starts with Glinda singing, come out, come out wherever you are and meet the young lady who fell for, like, yeah. that could be weird. <laughs> Can you think about what some of those lines are? Oh, man. <laughs> and and the, the uh, coroner who uh, thoroughly examined her yeah. and swears that she's dead, he'd be, like, in a bloody apron and, like, <laughs> oh, this could be a lot of fun. Yeah. You're saying we could do a shot-by-shot remake of The Wizard of Oz. Yeah, I mean... Just, you, just make it ridiculous. Again, you, you don't have to change that much. In our defense, uh, L. Frank Baum made a weird world to explore in. Yes, he did. Because um, well, they strap on green goggles to people when they enter the Emerald City. In the book, yeah. In, in the books. Like, there are no emeralds. <laughs> been a lie um so uh i'm glad we have you on for this minute sean <laughs> because we see mom b playing herself some music yeah she's Just plucking away she's rocking out with her uh her mandolin there <laughs> um i i also do like you know how you were saying that it, the end of the scene on the flying sofa it's all about that music mm-hmm. and this transition it's funny because she is menacing, but it's it's a soft transition. Like, it's still very quiet, if that makes sense. I'm explaining this horribly, but 
it's it's one thing where we're going from a quiet scene to a quiet scene, but the tone has completely changed. Yes. And now we are back with our bad guy who is about to tell us very important information. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess we get more of the information, but but we're starting to see more and understand more of what is going on. Yeah. So there is. Yeah. There's some uh, a little bit of reveal, I guess, at the the end of this minute about yeah what is going on with with Mombi and this uh, apparition that is uh, I don't know floating through her her mirrors. Yeah, I originally thought it was in the air, but she's always in mirrors. And so when Dorothy was running away and came to the lobby and like couldn't find the door because everything is mirrored, mm-hmm. this is the apparition that showed her, this one's the door, go through here. Right, right. Now, does she say it's, I think it's in this minute or maybe early next minute where Mombi names, gives us the name, right? I, I think we get the name this minute. Yeah. Um, and then next minute we care some more. Right. Um, and, and not that we get like, here is the story of exactly what's going on. I mean, this is very clearly like Mombi is talking to someone who already knows like what's going on. I just think it's exciting that we finally figure out what that is with its own little theme music. <laughs> yeah, because it's, uh, you know, some of the time it's very unclear. It's very... I guess ghostly, but then sometimes it comes into focus and you can see, oh, this is a child. This is a girl. Yeah, yeah. So, and I think this is the first time we have seen that it is a girl here. It was only, you know, honestly, it looks like they they flapped a tissue and then green, you know, (laughs) used their movie magic. And that's what showed Dorothy how to get out. That's what we saw earlier in this palace. Um, But yeah, we're... We're, the the plot thickens. Yes, is what happens, which is funny for a minute in which most of the main characters go to bed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you wouldn't think that would be the minute where it's like, oh man, big reveal. <laughs> right. Yes. Yeah, so all our our protagonists, except for for Gump, who is, uh, I assume he doesn't have autopilot, so he's got to stay awake. But yeah. everyone else is resting and they're sleeping. But in whatever form rest takes for them. Yeah. But while they sleep, evil never sleeps. So there's, there's stuff going on here. Um, and then I did have one thing, just in, going back to that transition. So there's a nice, uh, I assume it's a model that they zoom in on uh, to approach the the tower, Mombi's tower. And we see the, the wreckage surrounding it. What I don't see is any flat areas. I don't see like so. Where are the wheelers wheeling? Where's that flat road that we saw earlier? Because that the, when the wheelers know. headed out. <laughs> yeah, cause they. Sorry, I'm trying to get it to go. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, I just love that Bellina's like, yeah, I'm a pillow. This is fine. <laughs> I'm a pillow. Well, and they're, they're well, it's uh, you know, Bellina's kind of resting her head on Dorothy, yeah, and Dorothy's she's resting. Also, oh, it's a yeah. mutual yeah. pillowing. They're, um. Yeah, you don't see any of the roads, but I wonder if it's just the way we're approaching. Because I also don't think we've approached from this side before, have we? Yeah. And I mean, there's there's or a whole, like, there's, you know, there we're, we're seeing one side of it. There's other areas that, you know, there's most of the approach to the castle we're not seeing. But at least what we're seeing yeah. here, there's like, it doesn't look like there's two square feet of even flat space left. <laughs> 
through this landscape. Yet somehow there yeah. just happens to be a road that's going the same direction. Dorothy, I, I'm a grown up. Obviously, <laughs> obviously, a child watching this movie is like, sure, there's going to be a flat road for the wheelers to go yeah. down. But I'm yeah. I'm an old cynical person, so I've got to point it out. <laughs> it's fair. <laughs> And I, um, I neglected to mention when we see Mombi and she's strumming away, um, it looks like she's still wearing her nightgown, but has added her cape. Yeah, I, (laughs) I have the same note. Did she, it it looks like, was it like a sleeveless robe with a cape or something? Because, you know, you know what, you know what, I'm going to give her the benefit of the doubt and guess that this is a third outfit. Okay. That is new. That just happens to be similar in a couple ways to her previous ones. Because at first I thought it was just the same nightgown she was wearing, but with added to it. But the the sleeves were flowy in that one, and I don't remember these shoulders being quite so pronounced. But it's definitely not her cool black one from mm-hmm. earlier. Yeah. So, you know what? Let's it's just assume yeah. that Princess Mombi has... At least two dresses and a <laughs> nightgown. And they are three separate things she yeah. can wear, and that's fine. You're right. <laughs> and, then, and maybe it's just, you know... That's just easier. She, she's got her certain colors. Because I was thinking the sleeves, the the color at least... Yeah, the sleeves look like the nightgown. But yeah. you're right. The, 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 the shoulders, I think, are different. Um, and then certainly yeah. the, the chest part, which is why I thought maybe it was like a sleeveless robe. Because certainly the the torso, I guess the body part, yeah. is is darker, and yeah, there's a there's a cape flowing behind her um, mm-hmm. as she uh, as she rocks out with her mandolin. <laughs> <laughs> so, so she's had I, time for I, a costume change. Exactly, and um, I do love that um, she's playing. So we saw a different head playing this mandolin earlier. Um, but I like that the original head, which Mombi knows a couple tunes as mm-hmm. well. Uh, or, or is this like the one song she knows? <laughs> well, this is where we can get into the heads talking, you know, you know when they're not being worn. <laughs> one of them might be saying, hey, what, do, do you know that song? Like, can you teach it to yeah. me? And they're like, do you know, like A, B, 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 B. Yeah. I feel like trying to teach someone how to play guitar by describing it to them wouldn't go well. Yeah. <laughs> when you have a long time, though, like they could describe the fingerings, maybe. Yeah. Or I wonder if if you already knew some bait, like like you said, if you already knew the chords and it was just like, can you hu- like teach me teach me the melody, hum it enough time? Maybe she plays great. My dad plays great by ear. I mean fantastic my sister's a sight reader they do not understand each other at all so maybe someone one of the heads is just like okay i can do this and then there are other heads that are like i have no idea what you guys are talking about that makes no sense to me but some people have the knack so i i i'm now picturing all the heads like whistling a song together in the head chamber and now it's getting monty python-esque in my head yeah Yeah, no this this is going down a path (laughs) <laughs> well, and I wonder how much the the body starts to remember because if you do something, whether it's playing a certain song on an mm. instrument or, or whatever, if you do something over and over again, it becomes kind of habit. You can do it without thinking. You don't have to concentrate yeah. as much. So I wonder if if some of the songs like make its way into that lower level of of 
you know, the muscle memory so that the body can can go ahead even if the head isn't as familiar. You know, even if it isn't the specific songs, I love the idea that there is, because there is some extent of muscle memory of like, okay, this feels right. Um, the hand, um, she'd have calluses. She wouldn't have to rebuild up calluses because the, her, her, she's always able to play it. Oh yeah, because the other heads yeah. instructed the body. Yeah. Well, no, just even if the even if it was only the other head playing, she'd build up the calluses so that <laughs> anyone who knows how to play guitar is ready to go. I know it's not a guitar, but you know, what, like <laughs> yeah. I'm just loving the idea of this body, which is this, you know, lavish princess with her cape and her trapped person in a mirror and her hair, and it's just like and and she like. At some point, her fingers were bleeding. She had to build it up. And yeah. I don't know. I find that very endearing. I, I just like the concept of the talking heads. <laughs> well, we posited they got to get bored. So she can only wear one at a time. Exactly. They need, they need to fill the time with something. Yeah. It could have been years at this point. Oh, for some of those heads? Almost certainly. Yeah. Yeah. So this is good. And, and because I was rewatching it yet um we actually don't get like anything about the thing in the mirror other than it forms into the shape of a person and she addresses it as ozma ozma yes so yeah we'll get a lot more actual information tomorrow but yeah plot thickens because i mean anytime you see your villain sitting alone in a room strumming music quietly to themselves (laughs) you know something's about to go down (laughs) like (laughs) yeah Yeah, this is up there it's yes strumming your mandolin is for you know for your antagonist is up there with like like stroking a cat or something like that yeah yeah Yeah. she just does she doesn't have a pet cat so this is what she has to work with it works well i like it um all right well i'm good for today if you guys are that i think we covered all my notes yeah okay yeah I, I just want to make sure everyone gets to say everything they want because I know I I get really excited and I have a tendency to just kind of like trample over everything in my like I gotta get it out so I'm trying to be better about like if I if I talk to someone for a second like oh okay now I'm, I'm done please elaborate on what you're saying We'll get there. Uh, yeah, guesting on Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Minute is interesting because <laughs> they have four hosts and me. And I don't think uh, Scott Tofty, who runs that, is used to guessing. Because before he started, he's like, look, there's a lot of us. If you're saying something, like, just go. <laughs> and at one point, he had to be like, no, 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 stop. I have a real thing to say. Please stop. And I was like, you told me to go. Like... <laughs> So, yeah, this is this is a good... Yeah, right, there's a lot to this minute, even though it's so quiet. I thought, like, oh, the rest of this week is so quiet, but there's still still stuff there's, Oh, wait, yeah, even the quiet stuff, it's still it's still stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, well, um, we have reached a part of the podcast that I know a lot of people skip over, but they shouldn't because you have more plugs <laughs> for us today. I believe. Yeah. So, uh, so I have coming up for uh, looking even further ahead into the future uh, for spring of 2018. Uh, I'm doing a little thing I'm calling the Groundhog Minute. 
where I cover the movie Groundhog Day, one minute at a time. Um, and I recently acquired a co-host for that podcast. Ooh. So uh, Dave Palace is going to be joining me on that endeavor. And um, yeah, so we're going to cover the uh, the nineteen uh, ninety three comedy Groundhog Day, one minute at a time. We've got uh, there's nothing up on the website yet, but when there is, it'll be at groundhogminute.com. And there's a Facebook listeners group that I'm calling Gobbler's Knob. And so, uh, yeah, so that's a little something to look forward to. Again, coming from uh, coming in spring 2018. Now, are nice. you and Dave supposed to watch each other to make sure neither of you loses your mind doing that movie? <laughs> are you going to fight over who stays up later? Which of you is more alive than the other? <laughs> um... No, I think the plan is that we're both going to lose our minds. I think that's that's oh, the expectation okay. going in. It's good to have a plan. Um, Mike, where should people look for our podcast if they need more information? Uh, well, we're always at turntoosminute.com. We actually like piog.com, same site. Uh, or just take a look on social media, at Osminute on Twitter. It's the Facebook page. Uh it's technically the, the in the URL for the Facebook group, but you might find Return to Oz Minute Listeners Flying Sofa, a more whimsical way to get there. <laughs> uh, yeah, you know, it's it's now just becoming a, a, a running joke, but at, at Oz Minute on Instagram. <laughs> and yeah. you might be surprised what you find there. Do you feel pressure to not post anything now? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, I... See, now I wish with the flying sofa, I was like, it's the only way to fly. <laughs> I love it. All right. So let's all reconvene tomorrow and figure out who this Ozma person is. Sound good? Yeah, absolutely. Yes. Yeah, I'll be back. All right. I'd be weird if you weren't, so I'm glad <laughs> to hear that. All right. For today, we Tiog. Tiog. Piog. Piog.